Welcome into another edition of the Par for the Court podcast. Welcome. It is. It's Halloween as we're recording this, Ooh. but it will be posted on November first. We're going to be a real spooky episode as we don't get, get too into, scared now. Of course, the highly scary James Harden trade that went down very very uh. early in the morning today. Then we'll get into a little bit of a up or down. Either one. You could be either one. It's not in the your, middle. It's your choice, though. You cannot be in the middle. Never in the middle. Um, it's not a middle world. Then we'll, of course, finish off with our weekly segments. Um, start off with, of course, our initial thoughts on the James Harden trade. As I touched on before, if you're ready, I'm ready. So, that let's means do it. what? Nope. We're going to go into it. We're no, ready. let's start, start it now. Start and it now. let's go. It's part for the Court Podcast. James Harden, he gets his way, baby gets his bottle, as he is sent to the Los Angeles Clippers, just like he asked for many, 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 many months ago. Um, they will be sending Harden, along with P.J. Tucker, big throw-in right there. Huge throw-in. Um, and Philippe Pertusev to the Clippers for Marcus Morris. I think it's Petrusev. Okay, Petrusev for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum. Why is he in? K.J. Martin. Ooh. Uh, two first round picks, twenty twenty six second round picks, and a 2029 pick swap. One of those first round picks being Oklahoma City Thunders. Um, what are your initial thoughts on this trade? Uh, I mean, I was like, okay, it happened. I woke up and I was like, all right. I disagree. I, I had a very strong thought. You, I mean, we've seen Harden get traded to a team he wanted to go to before, and he played well for a little bit. He played motivated for a little bit. And then he kind of stopped, so I want to see if that happens here. Um, the thing I kind of went to immediately is the leadership dynamics in this team. you got Paul George, who's not really a vocal leader. you got Kawhi, who's definitely not a vocal leader. Is Russ the leader of this team, really? Is Russ leading this locker room? Russ is definitely a vocal leader, for sure. Right, but how, is, how are people going to follow How him? are they going to react to that? Um, is what are they going to say to Harden if he's fucking up? Like, what? How is that going to go the first time? That's a great question. Um, it's where I kind of went to immediately for a team that, in my eyes, didn't really ma- need to make a deal like this happen. Um, as they started the season off very strongly, in my opinion. Yeah, they weren't um, missing him. I think they overpaid draft pick wise a lot, and unless they somehow win a championship this year with this team, or the next year if they're somehow able to retain all three of their guys who are all free agents in the summer, by the way. Yeah. Very, very worrisome if I am a a brass member of the Clippers, um, especially as a team that just bought a new arena and will need to be filling up those seats come 2025, 26, 27. Um, I'm also just a tad annoyed that Harden gets his way again, to be honest, especially after the league made – such a big deal about um, Harden and Lillard not getting their way this summer, um, and yet Lillard is the one that gets punished um, by not you know, going to the team he wants to go to. Um, but I guess that also has something to do with the fact that Lillard was wanted league-wide. Did he try calling his GM a liar? He, he probably should have. It was, I think he, Lillard was just too polite about the whole matter. Did he go to Houston um, and then try and get on the team playing and get stopped by security? Yeah. Um, I think that Lillard wasn't rude enough, and I think his agent was too rude. Uh, but let's not harp on that. 
Um, Damian Lillard too straight up of a guy? Yeah, extremely possible. Um, I don't know how this happens, especially when a report comes out on, what was the day, uh, Thursday, that the Clippers were going to be taking a step back from negotiations. Yeah, I thought about um, that. That was weird. Yeah. It, I think that was more so to just settle down the Clippers as a team. Um, yeah, like, hey, let's just play. You guys are good. And then, that's possible. Wait a second, you're not. Um, but I also think – so what Sham said was that it was the Sixers that all of a sudden became extra motivated to get a deal done. Because um, they want to get the bullshit out of the way just just play. I don't know. I don't think that's why. Um, I think – so what I heard was the Sixers decided Monday – on Monday – that they wanted to for sure get Harden out of there and not try and make it work. And it was based off of Maxi's stellar play and their hot start. Um, they could very well be undefeated right now if MB doesn't decide to troll on offense in crunch time against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I also think it's entirely possible that Harden was doing something where his actions were very much indicative on nothing positive coming out of him playing if he were to return to play with them. Um, while he when he rejoined the team, so the you think the re- reconditioning workouts didn't go great? No, I don't think the reconditioning workouts didn't go great. I think that when he rejoined the team, like you know, whatever his actions were off the court, whatever he was saying, uh, things like that, probably were clear that they didn't want him anymore. I also think like, and Nick Nurse is the kind of guy that just doesn't want to deal with Harden at all in, in these antics. Yeah, those aren't coach that that like, coach player not, pairing does no. not match up. He also is uh, a bit of an asshole, and James Harden doesn't like assholes. No. He likes, uh, he likes guys that are going to feed into his ego. Um, you know, guys that are going to play the game. Will coaches play the game? It's a, it's a, different, it's a different answer with every single coach. How, how do they play the game? The game being how nice are you going to be to your stars or how blunt will you be? Nick Nurse, I don't think, puts up with that kind he of stuff. He doesn't like the game. No. He's not a big game guy. Ty Lue is a big game guy, I think, actually. Not in a bad way, but he knows how to play the game well. Do you like this? He might be a LeBron of the game, really. Do you like this more for Philly or more for the Clippers? <laughs> um, I like it more for Philly because it gives them the opportunity to be a real player in the trade market in the future. We're already hearing premonitions of a possible. Levine what was that trade. word? Premonitions. Premonitions. I'm so tired of you getting. Is like, that a real word? Oh my goodness! Never heard that word in my life. I'm I'm tired of you hearing me say above third grade level words and then you're like wait what was that word psychologically okay why don't don't you say uh all up in your mind don't do that premonitions isn't a word but go on premonitions isn't a word no are you gonna make me live on the podcast pull up the definition of premonition why are you so mad about this because i don't know how you don't know that word premonition definition a strong feeling that something is about to happen, especially something unpleasant. Okay, fine. That's not so, unpleasant. How a is trade that, isn't unpleasant. For the Bulls, yeah, it is. That means something bad happened that they had to deal Levine. So For the Philly, it's not. Oh my, I was just saying, I was hearing premonitions that a Levine trade may have to go down. I didn't hear the word Levine. So why don't you fi- let me finish speaking, Chase. I didn't hear Levine. Back off. Uh, that was Vocabulary Hour presented by Power for the Core Podcast. Thanks, Chase. Like I said, um, I think it's good for Philly because they just loaded up on draft picks and contracts. Um, I'm hearing premonitions of a possible Levine trade that may happen. 
Um, OG Ananobi is always a player up for discussion of a possible trade. Will it happen? Probably not because the does Raptors with the Raptors. are delusional. But um, if Levine were to become available, they now have a good amount of draft picks that are going to be valuable. That 2028 Clippers first-round pick could very well be a very high draft pick. Um, unless the 25-year-old Terrence Mann is just like becoming prime LeBron at age 30, you know. We'll Could be very. He's untouchable, so they may know something we don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very iffy on this um, Clippers team. Are we going to see Kawhi, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Harden? That's what I was about Zubat's to ask. Play. What are these lineups? The lineups going to be so interesting. And you have to remember, Terrence Mann's been out this regular season so far. How does he fit back in with this squad? Um, what, um, something that I heard in the locker room today was interesting. Someone brought up that they think Harden's going to play a lot of two minutes, which I think is entirely possible. He's going to have other to thing so is, many guards on the roster. The other thing is with how amazing Kawhi and Paul George are with the ball in their hands, he's going to have to play off the ball a lot. Um, which also, and obviously he's going to be next to Russell Westbrook who loves to have the ball as well. Um, so that's one thing I was thinking about why I was, I mean, Harden had to have known if he were to get at the Clippers where he wanted to go to, he was going to have the ball in his hands a lot less. That's probably why he, uh, I wouldn't say that's why he wanted to go there, but maybe he wanted to be off the ball. I don't think that's true because Maxi is a very good player with the ball in his hands. He could have, uh, you know, done that up. And not to mention Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid last year had one of the highest efficiency pick and rolls the NBA has ever seen, but it was limited uh, amount of times we saw it happen. So, you know, but yeah, Harden. Annoying. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, I think this – obviously, it's good for Philly overall. And I think it's the best for Tyrese Maxey, just being able to know his role and being able to play in that the whole year. This, is, this will be his first year that he's able to do that. Obviously, um, playing behind Ben Simmons' his first year, that's a very different oh, yeah. uh, play style for a point guard. Yeah. Not really replicable by anybody else, but Tyrese Maxey had to do that. Then Ben Simmons is out of there. Then it's kind of the battle of, am I playing with Harden? Am I off the ball? Am I playing without Harden? Am I on the ball more? Yeah. Um, a lot better for a young player to have a defined role that yeah, he can really it's relish. Just, it'll be the first year of his career that he has that. And he hasn't played, t- uh, hasn't played bad in his first few seasons in the league. So yeah. expect him to be even better this year. One thing I was excited to see is uh, how K.J. Martin plays with the Sixers. Um, Covington is going to have to do a whole lot of guarding of good players uh, now that P.J. Tucker's gone. Covington back for the end of the process. That's right. He was full circle moment, really. Full circle. Uh, Marcus Morris, will he play? Hasn't played yet this season, even though he's been active. So we shall see about him. Um, other thing that we need to talk about before we don't, before we go away from this, is how big of a pickup P.J. Tucker is for the Clippers. I'm just thinking about a potential Lakers series, the amount of guys that will be able to throw at LeBron James. That is a vocal um, leader that I think everybody will listen to. That's a good point. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's pretty crazy. Also, how are you going to ship all the shoes is what I'm thinking about. Um, they stay at his house in Houston, though. Still, that's going to be it's gonna be a bit a, of a headache. He's got a guy that will bring them. It's going to be a bit of a headache for the tuck man. They call him that around in circles. I'm in the tuck man. No. Yeah. They don't. All right. Are you ready to move on to up or down? What are we? Yeah, 
Um, I can go up or down or... Before we get into our game of up and down, we'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's podcast, Gavigan's Furniture. If you're in the market for new couches, uh, new kitchen table, um, new patio furniture. Beds. Beds. You go to Gavigan's Furniture. I'm glad you said beds. I was actually recently in the market for a new bed frame for my California King. Um, And Gavigan's has it all. I went in there and I asked, hey, do you have a California King bed frame? They said, boy, do we ever. And that's a that's a bed frame that's rare. You know, not a lot of stores don't carry it. You know who does? Gavigan's. They got me right. They had me with a stylish design that was both sturdy and efficient. It was very easy to put together. Um, they had their instructions right in there, and they were as easy to read as uh, oh, the places you'll go by Dr. Seuss. I might say. Good night, gorilla. That's also an easy read. Yeah, Gavigan's furniture. Easy, amazing employees. They're so nice. They have everything you might need. A dark blue couch. Maybe you're in the market for maybe an indigo couch. They, they have it. I witnessed it with my own two eyes. Gavigan's Furniture is offering, offering a limited time deal this week on lampshades. Go into your local Gavigan's Furniture, whisper into the uh, floor manager's ear, par for the court, and you will get 27% off of lampshades. They've got blue. They've got red. They've got yellow. They've got the whole rainbow. Gavigan's Furniture, relax. It's on them. Okay. With that out of the way, are we ready to get into up or down? Sure. All right. Um, let's start off with uh, me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I am up. I'm down. On... I'm down on the Lakers role players. If I may start. Oh, why don't you get into it? And I'm down on the role players that I was excited about going into the year. Oh yeah. I'm down on a guy named Gabe Vincent. Oh yeah. Who just played for the Heat in the finals in June. Played who well. played great for the Heat in the played finals well. in June. Maybe trying to find his footing here with the Lakers, and that's okay. But right now I'm down on him. I, I, I don't think I will be for a long time, but I'm down on him right now. Not playing great to start the year, not shooting well to start the year, not making great decisions to start the year. I'm down on him. I'm down on Austin Reeves. Kind of the same thing with him, finding his footing. Played well against Orlando last night. I think 11 points, two assists. Played well, hit a three. Uh, I'm also down on Rui Hachimura. May be getting a spot taken by Christian, but don't look too fast. May have his minutes go down and continue to be down. Now, if I may say something about uh, Rui Hachimura. Sure. Um, one thing that, you know, limited sample size. Um, in the Lakers' loss to the Kings, we saw Rui Hachimura play a big report in the uh, Lakers' comeback, um, and then we didn't see him late in the fourth quarter. He did have an eye contusion. He was hit in the eye, and he could not see. That's why he did not return to the game. The guy's got so many um, eye injuries, man. Yeah. Um, First conjunctivitis, and now this. Are, is that a real thing? That's Con- what he was out with the Wizards last year. For like Con- first, I think it was conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis. Don't quote me on that, but I'm I've, pretty sure. I've, I've, I've seriously never even heard of that. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. You know, Gabe Vincent... I just, yeah, you know, I'm right. There are a lot of role players that have been undrafted by the Heat. We they get them in there, and then they overperform like crazy in Miami, and do a really good job, and they earn a contract elsewhere, and then they just lose it as uh, it comes. It turns out they were just a system guy for the Heat. I just, and I've seen it happen. People are saying many, New Age Kendrick Nunn. I've seen it happen many, many times, but I don't think that Gabe Vincent is going to be one of those. I don't guys. either. I really think he's going to either. find his stride. 
He played pretty well against the Magic last night. He had his first three of the season. Good for Gabe. Good great. for Gabe. Um, he was four of seven, played 25 minutes. Um, and other thing is, it's a lot Darvin Ham's fault. The amount of two guard, two point guard lineups he plays where Gabe Vincent is used to being the main ball handler yeah, when he's in the game. I agree. And I think that kind of gets him a into a rhythm. Con- yeah, exactly. Um, is he the best decision maker? Definitely not. And those that didn't watch a lot of the Heat games might not have known that. But, oh, he's not a great decision maker, but he is a good shot maker. He's great He's great in the two-man game. We saw that with Bam, just the dribble yeah. handoff, getting downhill, and making one read. You're either shooting it or you're lobbing it to Bam, that kind of thing. Yeah, and he's a good shot maker. But fucking Darvin Ham he has no idea how to properly coach this unit. Needs to be fired. He's just always on the sideline, drinking a juice box, eating an uncreating a Every time they cut over to him, he's just got a blank stare. Dude, he's just hands in his pockets at all times. What is he doing in his pockets? I don't know. Maybe maybe an Ime Udoka Josh Primo situation. We, wow. We don't know. Don't, you didn't we, need to go there. We don't know for sure. You didn't need to go we there. We don't know. Well, I didn't. I, I meant I meant I meant smart basketball minds that were in the NBA family. Okay, That's what I meant that by also that. put their hands in their pockets. Yeah, they they also sometimes put their hands in their pockets. Okay, um, go we, on. But we don't know. But miscommunication. Yeah, but Darvin Ham, if if you ask me, he needs to go. He needs to go, and I think this was a decision. This was a decision that should have been made in the offseason. I think they. I mean, it's. We're, we're, I'm not gonna. Am I going to talk about Frank Vogel right now? Yes, I am. I miss him. I think that miss they him a lot. fired him for no reason. People see a poor roster, and with the poor roster and top-heavy stars, they're like, oh, this is on the coach. No, it's not. It's because there was poor buildup around them. That's yeah. why. And they were like, oh, this happened. We need to fire our coach. But, you know, it wasn't his fault. Um, May have been Bob Polinka's fault back then. I very well could have been. Or it could have just been, oh, the fans need to see a change. Yeah. The Lakers fans, that. I'm not going to say Lakers fans are smart, but some of them are. And a lot of them said, hey, this is not Frank Vogel's fault. It's the fact that we are waiting on Kendrick Nunn to come back with a bone bruise to save our season. Never did. And he never came back. Never did. Ken Bazemore was always available. Was he ready to play? That's questionable. Was he needed? Was he needed? No. Maybe not. No. No. Lakers role players, we are down. On. I want to be up. I oh. think we'll be up soon. Hey, Torian Prince is up, though. I'm up on Torian Prince. Jackson Hayes in limited minutes has been decent. I'm up on, Chris, I'm Christian, up on Wood. Christian Wood. Christian Wood has been very solid, although he's been uh, sleepy off the ball defensively-wise. On the ball, yeah, has been pretty all right. Gerda KD for some spurts, but I will say... Might have shot some ill-advised three-pointers, three but... People have been up on Christian Wood this early in the year, That's in years past. True. And then it's like, wait a second, That's what's he doing true. now? That's very Game true. 40, you're like, where are we going with this? With the leadership of LeBron James, hopefully he does not fall off. Yeah, life. yeah. Why don't we get into our next Yeah, go, thing. go. Uh, your, your turn. I am up. That's up. On the Orlando Magic. All right. Magic are two and run right now, and they are looking very matured all the way down the lineup. They trounced the all-in Rockets. They trounced the shitbox Blazers. And they had a very close loss to the Lakers in which they played pretty well. Um, it took LeBron to put on some late-game heroics to fight him off. Um, the thing that sticks out to you is obviously how deep they are. They right. have a three-man point guard rotation that is extremely solid, might be one of the most solid in the league, with Suggs, Anthony, and Fultz. Anthony being the first man off the bench. Um, Jonathan Isaac finally producing for them off the bench in a healthy amount of minutes. Not too much, but not too little. 
Uh, you got Joe Ingles providing those veteran minutes. They're so deep in the wing department. Their lottery pick, Jed Howard, has played five minutes all season. Um, we're Maybe seeing not ready yet. That's also possible, but also might be they have a ton of wings and shooting guards that can go right now. True. Um, one thing that's very interesting about them is the differences night to night in the roles of Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. Um, first couple of games we saw Franz Wagner. You would Wagner, know a lot about this. I, I, as everyone knows, I watch the Orlando Magic yeah. all the time. Um, first night of the season, we saw Paolo play off the ball a ridiculous amount, and we saw Franz Wagner bring the ball up a majority of the time. He was in almost every action that he, when he was in the game, and he overall was just making everything happen for them. And then a couple nights later against the Lakers, he's out of a lot of the actions, and it's Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs leading the way offensively. We're seeing Paolo Bancaro, who everyone expected to be somewhat in all-star conversations this year. He's averaging around nine a game, which is very strange. But Not playing bad, though. He's not playing bad. It's just there's so many guys that can get good looks that it's like, okay, are we going to force-feed Paolo Bancaro the ball right now? No, because we don't need to. So that's going to be a very interesting thing to see play out the rest of the season of how they deal with these two extremely promising all-star potential guys with Franz and Paolo. Um, just a very like a very unique and interesting unit they have in Orlando. Um, yeah, it's, I am excited to see how the rest of the season plays out for them. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a lot of pieces, a lot of young pieces that have – Improved every year they've been in the league. Um, obviously, it's been a slow build in Orlando. They've dealt with injuries, um, kind of a few guys in and out. Jonathan Isaac had injury trouble. Marco Fultz, they got in, then got hurt, then they extended him, but he's playing well. Um, Do but, you think they may be a, a player in the trade market this year? Because, I mean, I don't know if they need to be. No, 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 not even almost like. I don't want to say sellers because that implies they're losing, but like I feel like they might have to commit to some guys. Yeah, that may be the only reason that they trade people this year. Um, but I really do think that keeping this young core together, just letting them build. Yeah, let them progress together, and and try and and let's wait as long as they can so that the players make it obvious who who is the cream of the crop. You know, right? Like I don't think you can. Keep Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony Contractually all on the you team. Can. You can't do you that. Can. You got to keep Franz. You got to keep Paolo. Who else are the guys you have to keep? Wendell Carter. Absolutely have to keep. I think you have um, to. Goga Pitaze, you have to keep him? Sure, sure. Mm, maybe, maybe. Obviously, Ingles is probably – Ingles might get traded. Ingles is probably out of there. Yeah. Um, other thing, like, bro, Anthony Black has barely played. He was the first-round pick. Um a lot of guys. Um, let's uh, let's 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 move on. Sure. Oh, is it my turn? turn? It'd be your turn. Oh, um, I'm up on a rookie. Is it Chet in the West? Is it Chet down south? Is it Chet? Derek. Derek Lively. Lively. Derek Lively. I wanted I wanted to just intro that with uh, thinking that it's a star, and it's just not at all. Yeah, I'm going to go Derek Lively. I think that there have been bigs that get paired with Luka. Bigs like Christian, wow, Christian Wood, Christoph Porzingis, 
Dwight Powell hasn't been bad, but not the vertical threat that Derek Lively is. None of these guys are. KP might be, but he likes to shoot it more than he likes to roll. Really quick, fun fact about Dwight Powell. He is fourth in the league in fourth quarter scoring this season. That's crazy. Just a fact I want to throw out there. Go on. How many points per game is he? He's that, averaging 11, but he's only played like two games. Okay, that so. makes way more sense. That's That won't stay like that, but yeah. I'm sorry, he's played one game, and he had 11 points in that fourth quarter. Okay, that's okay, so never mind. <laughs> Thank you for derailing this segment on Derek Lively. But I think that long-term, Derek Lively is the center to put next to Luka. Uh, when Derek Lively is rolling to the rim and gets the ball, 1.6 points per possession. Oh, wow. Not just lobs. He's displaying great touch from 12 to 14 feet. Defensively, the numbers are not bad at all. I don't expect a rookie big to be excellent on the defensive end not in his mention, first three games. It'd be too much to ask of Derek Lively to be statistically an amazing defensive anchor for the Mavericks. Right, right. That's very hard to do. But, yeah, I just, just look out. I'll be looking out. Be aware, I would For say. For sure. Yeah, the Mavericks, <clears throat> they've been extremely promising. And they look um, way more motivated defensively, Matt, just as a team. That's true. Um, Numbers aren't showing it, but. You know, they got, dude, they got some promising pieces. Um, if I may, I might as well go right into my next guy that I'm up on. By all means. And it's Luka Doncic. Yeah. Can touch on the Mavs even more. Flamethrower. Mad, uh, Luca Magic, the Don, Doncic, Luca, middle name Magic here, Luka. Doncic. He's averaging 39, 11.7 rebounds. You might round that up to 12. And 9.7 assists. You might round that up to 10. What's so, that make? A triple-double triple rounded double. 40-point triple-double. If, you, if you're rounding, he's, got a, he's averaging 40, 12. Fans of rounding. If, if you're a big rounder... 40, 12, and 10, including averaging 12 points in the fourth quarter, which is second in the league, minimum three games, three games played. Behind, um, right in front of Dwight Powell. Behind De'Aaron Fox. Um, he's doing everything for the Mavericks. He was my tentative MVP pick in the preseason um, after a shitbox performance in Abu Dhabi and losing to Real Madrid. But presently, granted, a week or so into the season – I would, I, would, I would say that I feel as though we are looking at a two-man race with the Joker and the Don, Luka Doncic. Um, How do you go from Luka Magic to the Don? I'm just going down the, the, the hole of all his nicknames. Okay. Um, no, he was the Don, but... You've never heard that one? No. Okay. If the Mavs manage to stay above that five-seed mark, I would say Luka has easily a puncher's chance in winning this MVP. And... As everyone knows, as we've seen it. Narrative-based award. That's true, but also stats don't lie. If he's averaging close to these numbers, it's going to be Right, hard. I'm saying it, that, that goes in his favor. He hasn't won one yet. If his team's yeah. better than years past, like if it's like, and his numbers are a little bit better. If it's decently like, evenly matched with the Joker. They're not giving him another one. The Joker will not get another MVP? Not for a while. They, LeBron should have seven MVPs by now, but okay. he doesn't. If I were a betting man, I would bet you right now a crazy amount of money that You're not. Joker does win another MVP within, within his career. I yeah, mean, he might win another you know, one. You know, he's like statistically or um, odds-wise, I think he's, I saw on Twitter he was like a top three MVP right now. 
Which, okay, but still. I'm um, like, and all of the talking heads are extremely high on the Joker coming off a championship team as how can you be. The naysayers, like the biggest thing about the naysayers was, oh, yeah, he's going to, Kendrick Perkins' voice, he's going to have, uh, you know, big numbers in the regular season, but how will he do in the NBA playoffs? But now they can't say that. But then so he saw Magic Johnson tweet that the Denver Nuggets are going to be hard to beat in the playoffs. And he's like, oh, man, the Joker is proving people wrong here, okay? And I don't see how you can't have him as your MVP pick. I, like, I'm not – he's the best player in the league. Dude, I don't see how you could say he's not going to get another MVP. It's voter fatigue. That's, that's not – No, we saw voter fatigue last year. And you know what? I would almost say – you know what? Narrative-wise and voter fatigue-wise, it's actually in the Joker's favor. Because guess what? The market is going to be looking to overcorrect itself after falsely giving Joel Embiid the MVP. And all that of the talking That was a false. Heads, no, don't say Jokic deserved it Watch last yourself. Year. Watch after yourself. The playoffs, watch yourself. No, he tailed off at the end of the you year. You know what? Hey, hey, hey. He tailed off at the end of the so, year, so, and so, so, Embiid so, so, did not. So, so, so. You would call the last five games being like 22-11-8 tailing off yeah and yeah, he missed three games yeah, because of a calf injury yeah. where else he yeah. played eight more games than, than Embiid yeah okay he we'll tailed get off this. at the end of the year we'll get this we'll get this we'll get this I don't even know where you're getting 20 okay. to 11 are you eight, ready but. okay though that was like games where he didn't have stealth okay I specifically remember a game against the Pacers where he had like that was he was that stat line okay you brought up one stat line from a Pacers game that means nothing the very end Embiid of the season, won very that MVP. Of the season. and uh, Embiid won the MVP and they were like oh Jokic is tailing off here but let me let me get back to my point. Let me get back to my point. Go ahead. According to the Tim Bontemp straw poll, which is massively important in the MVP race. As a matter of fact, Vegas odds change after the straw poll comes out every single time. The straw poll comes out four times during the year. And up until Kendrick Perkins made his soliloquy about Race being the biggest factor as to why the Joker is beat leading MVP in the MVP tracker. Which it was. The tune changed drastically. Don't even say that as a joke. Don't say that as a joke. Because Jokic was deserving of anything he's ever won. The tune changed drastically. And I think everyone saw it. And they were hating on his greatness in the regular season because they thought, oh, this is not sustainable in, in the playoffs. And now that they saw it, they know his greatness is true. It's undeniable. And it is something that is very, very just of substance. And I feel as though there's going to be zero photo fatigue. Jokic is going to be coming at this MVP race with a completely unbiased Jokic stance. doesn't give a shit about the MVP I'm race, I'm not talking dude. about his mindset. I'm talking about voters looking at his case for MVP. There's going to be no bias against him due to him winning two before. So, Because some even might can say, I say this. Can I yeah, say this? Please. Luca averages 34, 11 assists. What seed are they? Seven rebounds. They're the three seed. He wins. I don't care what Jokic has. He wins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not. All I said was Luca's numbers improve a little bit. The Mavericks team is top four. It's Luca's MVP over Jokic any day of the week. If Jokic is a one seed, if he's averaging a triple double, that's Luca's MVP. Yeah, but I just don't consider that as voter fatigue. I consider that Luka having a LeBron-type season but where— you, But Jokic is clearly the most valuable player in the league. But it's never— If you're starting a team tomorrow, you're going that. Jokic. The reason that I— w- I just think it's a flawed award. 
Of course, but the number one thing that made me say he's he's going to win it based on that is if he can somehow etch out a three seed for that Mavericks team where their their third best player is Tim Hardaway Jr. Derek, Derek Lively is the third best player. No, he's not. I'm kidding. Not that was a joke. That was a joke. Okay. Yeah, if your third best player is Tim Hardaway Jr. and you're getting the third seed in a loaded NBA top to bottom, hell yeah, you're going to win the MVP with those numbers. The Nuggets, yeah, Jokic is 100% the most valuable player, but they have an amazing team overall. They've built an amazing team right. where everyone plays their role extremely well. And the Mavericks don't have that. They're a new team that have like four of their most valuable role players being brand new this year. So, yeah, I would 100% give Luke the edge if they were the third seed. But, yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's a lot of Mavericks. That's good enough Mavericks talk. And that was Cole up on Luca. That was Cole up on Luca. That segment was Cole up on Luca. Okay, what do you, what do you got? What do you got for us? You're not going to like this one. What are you, down on Jimmy? I'm down on Jimmy. I am too. Why don't you tell us why you're I just I thought it just had to be said. Go ahead. We're watching these heat games, and it's Jimmy in the corner, and Jimmy in the corner some more, Jimmy on the bench, Jimmy resting against the walls. It's just not – I get he's a playoff guy, and he historically starts regular season slow and doesn't really play great in the regular season. But it gets to a point, you got, you got the Celtics, and everybody's fucking fighting their ass off. Everybody's playing well. It's like, what's Jimmy doing? Well, not much. They could have won that game if he did if he played half decent. Then you watch the Bucks. Jimmy did what in the Bucks game? Not much. Zero. I think they're coming back at the end. He doesn't go back in. And they maybe they don't they didn't really need him in that game, I guess, but they did. If he has a half decent game in that game, I think they win or they at least have a shot to win. They didn't have a shot to win last night. They quite evidently did because they almost won the game. But Okay. But he, they, they have a better shot if he plays halfway decent. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, saying. They, did, they did not have a shot. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's probably the main reason that they're 1-3 right now. Yeah. Thoughts, go. So, Jimmy in the Bucks game. Played. By the way, I think I'm up on the rest of the Heat team. Yeah, you have to be. If yeah. you, no, the only reason you wouldn't be up on the rest of the Heat team if, is if you didn't watch them play, yeah. which a lot of people didn't and just jumped to conclusions. Based I'm, on I'm up the most on uh, Drew Hill. Smith. Don't even mention his name. Sorry, I'm not up on Drew Smith. You better not be up on Drew Smith. All right. Drew Smith is my new Max Truce. Not up on Drew Smith. Um, yeah, Jimmy played 28 minutes in that game, 13 points, 4 of 11. Just a bunch of questionable How decisions. How many assists? Um, four assists, four rebounds. Okay. Yeah. I'm honestly, my mind is in a tizzy about Jimmy Butler because – on one hand, it's like, dude, you can't act like you're above the regular season if LeBron James isn't acting like he's above the is is above the regular season. Yeah, you got to play, dude. You got to play. You got to play hard. We saw him, and it was funny. Got to cut hard. early on, dude. You got to cut hard. In the preseason, did not play a single game. Didn't even travel with the team when they went away. He played in, left-handed in the charity game. Yeah, in they do they every single year they do a charity inter-squad scrimmage for cancer 
In that, he played like eight minutes, shot it four times. All of them were left-handed, including he airballed a three-pointer with his left hand from the corner. Chase dropped his phone. That wasn't me. And so that's that's my one take that, yeah, you got to give it your all. But on the other hand, what I'm hearing rumors about is that there is an entire reason as to why he is not giving it his all right now. And that is that he's trying to send a message to the Heat brass, to Pat Riley and to Mickey Harris and the owner. And that is that what they have done in the past four years as for making moves with big players is not okay. It's that the fact that Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler have done an amazing job at recruiting these guys and Eric Spolster as well, piquing their interests. We're seeing every single star that's made available. Who's Who do they want to go to? The Miami. Heat's on their list. And then nothing Beautiful goes city. down. Why? A lot in part is because Mickey Arison wants to avoid pay, paying the luxury tax. That is a major factor. And it's frankly, in today's NBA, you got to pay with, to play. With owners like Steve Ballmer, with owners like Matt Ishbia, with owners like the Nets owner that has Lake a name up. that I can't Joe Lacob, with owners like the Nets owner that I can't pronounce. Kokoshkov? That you're thinking of Igor Kokoskov. No. Lucas coach in the EuroLeague. Whatever. You need if you wanna if, like if you wanna win in this league, you need to win. And I think right now, Jimmy You need to pay. You yeah. You, you need to you need to be all in. You need to be all in money. You said wins. if you want to win in this league, you gotta win. You gotta win guys. <clears throat> yeah. With money. And with money. And right now, what I think Jimmy thinks, and he's trying to send this message, is that Heat brass are content with being the underdog that goes hard and puts up a fight and wins against the odds, but inevitably can't get the job done because they lack talent. And that's just not something that you can do four years in a row and not improve your roster talent-wise. And that is, like, Jimmy's best friend tweeted and then deleted this. The Miami Heat tweeted out the Heat culture jerseys and it's, you know, the slogan that has embodied our team for decades now is across our chest. And Jimmy's best friend, this is verified on all, this is Jimmy's best friend. He tweets, man, what about trade culture or get some help culture or make some kind of moves in the last four years culture? Trying to act like you're actually trying to win something culture. And then in about five, no, in about 20 minutes, he deletes it. Wow. So I didn't know about that. You didn't know about that? Not in the heat circles. Yeah. And this is a guy that Jimmy is around constantly. He's in the facility with Jimmy. He is traveling with the team to different places. So if anyone's in the know, it's obviously this guy. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really rough. And I'm just, my mind is in a tizzy as a Heat fan. And I hope somehow we make things happen. Um, you know. We're in Levine rumors, so at least there's that. Do you want? I mean, I I, yeah, I want. Levine. I, I don't. I don't hate. I Levine. want. I like Levine. I want someone bad. I like Levine. We need a pickup. Period. I think that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Probably won't get him. Probably not. Okay. Let's. Uh, let's Maybe if you kept that tweet up, you would have. It's possible. All right. Let's 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 get to the next one. Um, I am down on DeAndre Ayton. Dun, dun, dun. Dominating? He is not dominating. Hashtag not dominating. 
He said he wanted more touches. He was excited to prove everyone wrong. Then he goes to a team with Anthony Simons and Scoot Henderson Has, and Jeremy Grant. Hasn't been doing that. He's averaging eight points a game on seven attempts a game. Um, and the most glaring stat of those two is not eight points a game. It's seven attempts. You know what that says to me? That says he is not putting the work in to get himself in scoring positions. He's not demanding the ball. And the other thing is, it might be because his teammates don't want to get him the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't see him as the best player or a viable scoring option. Yeah. So they're like, why the fuck would we need to give you the ball? He's shooting 50, 53% from the field. Um, a lot of his shots are as what we've seen in Phoenix, which was he is not actually using his size. He is not getting post-depth. He's taking fadeaways. He's taking floaters. And he's just not being a physical presence. And we, we've seen it time and time again. Young guys with promise in the league pass them by because they're not producing. And right now, it's looking like this might just be him. He might have, um, I don't know, a D- Dwight Powell-type role in his future. Yeah, I mean, some guys it just takes longer to figure out your role in the league. Um Clearly, he hasn't yet. Well, he had the opportunity to, like, really iron out a role in Phoenix early on. When yeah, he had one, but he didn't want that. And then he didn't. He's, he's trying to put his money where his mouth is and say, I'm more than that. But maybe you're not. And maybe you need to go to a different team and struggle and lose a shit ton of games to realize, man, this sucks. I might be scoring a little bit more. I might be getting a couple more he's touches. actually scoring less. He's getting less He's touches. even not. But, yeah, he's like, this kind of fucking sucks. Um Winning games might be better. I feel like Michael Porter Jr. comes to mind where he was against the system for the first three, four years of his career. He's in the bubble in interviews like, yeah, I don't get the ball enough. But then they lose. And now I I see him out there making plays. He's playing defense. He's progressing. He's rebounding the shit out of it. He's rebounding the shit out of the ball. He's shooting good shots. And now he's winning. I think it just takes guys some time. And – I think Aiden's a great player in that role of rolling, guarding the rim, lob threat, not 15-foot jumpers, not really post-ups all the time because that's not his game. I hope he figures it out. I think post-ups could be his game if he figured out how to be physical presence, but that's hard. But he hasn't, so it's not part of his game. Hopefully this is a wake-up call for him, and he figures it out in the next coming years. We'll see. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. Who do you got for me now? Um, I'm down on the Phoenix Suns health. Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, we talked about this in the season three preview pod. Sure did. Of the Suns. I didn't really know what to expect. Most of that was because of the injury history of their four best players. Yeah. Their two of their three best you got, players. You got Nurkic as their fourth guy? Who else is? Nice. Oh, bowl. I just didn't know where Nurkic was for you in the layout of the Suns. No, yeah. Breaking news, Nurkic is fourth. Are, are we calling Suns. this a big four? Big four. Big four. Big four. Wow, you should tweet that. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, yeah, we go down the lineup. Durant hasn't missed a game. Beal hasn't played this season. Booker missing his second of four games. Is that right? Yeah. He only played the uh, opening night. He's not playing tonight either. Okay, yeah. So, Booker has already missed time. Um this, I feel like, is something. Yeah, and... They're, they're relying on 35-year-old Kevin Durant to 
take the brunt of the load every game he has so far. Exactly. What but how long is he able to do that? How long is Nurkic going to stay healthy and be able to play these minutes? Like, yeah, you were. It's not going to work. I was literally about to say the exact same thing of, could this possibly lead to a Durant injury? Right. Due to his overuse. Because um, Durant's Durant's not a guy that says, "Hey, I need to take time." Durant will more 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 often say, "I'll play forty eight tonight if you need me to." Then, "Hey, I think I need to rest tonight." Yeah, his his minutes have been crazy for a guy that old with that injury history. Um, yeah, and that's probably why he gets hurt. Yeah, and the other thing is, why did Beals play so much the preseason if he had this going on? Yeah, what they're just saying back. What is it? So it's actually a problem that he's been dealing with since Washington, and they knew about it in the physical. They saw it. They heard everything about it, and they saw his games played history in Washington. Didn't think it was a problem. So They both practiced today a little bit. I didn't know that. I, didn't hear, I, knew, yeah. I, knew, I knew Booker did. I didn't know Beal did. Yeah, they said, um, they said Beal did some stuff, but we'll see. We will see. And I also – I fully expect – I mean, I don't want to say I fully expect, but I somewhat expect Durant to – have a, re- a couple of rest games that Scott are inevitable too. in the coming week or so. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, last one of up or down. Are you ready? Go. I am down on the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that it's, as of right now, looking like like a legitimate, bona fide wash of a year absolute waste of a year i'm talking about this is a year that's just going to be a shit fire for the organization and they're going to have to make some front court moves and they're going to have to make some back robert moves. williams yeah but them signing bismack biombo makes me think that they're not going to be dealing for time lord yeah um, possible but yeah it's just like you know they're oh and four right now their closest game was the 15-point loss they had to the uh, Magic la- or Mavericks last night. They lost to the Wizards, who just lost by 30 to the Celtics. They did not lose by 30 to the Celtics. They lost by, what was it, 17? Okay, they were down by 40 in the first half. And they came back and made it a 20 Okay, that's garbage game. time. I don't care. They were okay. down by 40 in the first half. Yeah, but Derrick Rose right now is looking like one of their highest usage players. Problem. Um, Marcus Smart is very up and down as far as his play and his effort. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. cannot play the five. No. It's pre- proven it night after night. We saw that in in, uh, in FIBA. Yeah, we sure did. Um, and Desmond Bain trying his best. What? Desmond Benjamin, fan of Target. That's right, and fan of the Dolphins. Do your homework. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, and when John Morant comes back, will this season even be salvageable? Or are they going to be hoping and praying for a playing spot by the time he gets back? Because what, what's going to change? What could possibly get better? They've lost to one of the worst teams in the NBA already. And yeah, so, like, do you have any idea of what could possibly get better for them besides, uh, oh, yeah, Brandon Clark's coming back, what, maybe the spring? Yeah, I mean, you look, you're like, well. Bismack Biombo's got to get indoctrinated more. Santi Aldama didn't play. Santi, yeah, Santi is, got hurt. Canard got Kennard's hurt. Canard's been out. But, like, that's not. It's not huge. It's not moving. That's the not meter. moving the needle whatsoever. Other funny thing that I thought of um, while watching the Mavericks game. So they, the Mavericks were up by 17 at one point in the fourth quarter, um, and then yeah. they cut the lead to four. Um, but when they were up by 17, I'm seeing David Roddy in there. I'm seeing 
A lot of Bane touches. Like, a lot of Bane. I'm, I'm just seeing, like, very... I'm seeing Laravia. And I, I said out loud, I was like, it's over. Put the, put the, put the, put the garbage time players in. But then I thought... Yeah, that's what who, they. That's what they have. Like, who even? I was like, I was like, will there even be a change in the level of play if they put in their garbage time guys? No, because like, <laughs> like is like is is uh, Zaire uh, Williams? Yeah, really that much better than like their fifteenth guy? The non-allergic to peanut butter Zaire. Let's yeah, get that straight. So that was a very like it was like a whole like just. I don't even know. The switch flipped in my mind about the Grizzlies' top-to-bottom roster in that moment. Yeah. You know what? You know what it is? Kenneth Lofton reported to training camp about 30 pounds overweight. I think that's what did Is that a real thing? How? Oh, I'm actually – you didn't hear about this? No. Oh, I'm so dead ass. He came to training camp. He – last year, he got down to like 265. He came into training camp at 300 pounds. What? You didn't hear about this? No. Yeah. And they they really wanted him to be actually like a rotation guy this year. Has he played at all? No, of course not. They that's they weren't planning on relying on him, but they they had a like they were like hey he very well could be a rotation guy this year as we his NBA debut he had forty points, so thirty sorry, pounds for, is for so start. much for a summer. Oh yeah, but guys like that they shed and put on like crazy. So, but like I, even if you're eating a shit ton, how are you, how are you getting thirty if you're not that that means you're not working out at all. That's what that means. Um, it's possible. You can't you can't eat enough to gain thirty pounds and without working out. It's possible yes. with working out rather. Yeah, but that's just insane. Um, all right. If you don't have anything else to add on the No Hope Grizzlies, is that wait? Wow. What should our nickname be for them? No Growl Grizzlies. That's bad. That's cringe. They don't have a growl. They lost Jaw. They lost Stephen Adams. There's no growl. It's a grizzly. That sucks about Stephen Adams. It's a grizzly. The no growl grizzlies. Shout they had a growl last year. Shout out friend of the podcast, Stephen Adams. Shout out to Stephen. Get well soon. All right. Let's get to segments. Segments? Okay. All segments start. are brought to you by Gavigan's Furniture. You relax. It's on us. Gavigan's Furniture. Whisper. Par for the court. To the floor manager to get twenty seven percent off your lampshade. Go grab it today at your local Gavigans. Gavigans has it all. Gavigans has whatever you need. I promise you. You go in there. You will be well taken care of. You will find any 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 variety of any sort of furniture you are looking for. And not to mention, you whisper part of the court to the floor manager, and not only are you going to be welcomed with that lampshade discount, you are also going to be welcomed with a piping hot and fresh cup of coffee that's right and if they don't you can you can email gavigan's um gavigan's executives or just talk to us and they will fire that floor manager if they don't greet you with a nice piping hot fresh cup of coffee you know what i'm gonna call that a gavigan's guarantee Guarantee. yeah that's what they're saying yeah that was in the email wasn't it yeah we should we we have to mention that is the gavigan's guarantee um gavigan's furniture relax it's on us all righty my Winner of the week, it is Chet Holmgren. Uh, Chet set the rookie records for rookie record for blocks for the Thunder with seven against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh wow! He had five at the half, and with this play, he's averaging fifteen a game. He's getting a lot of rookie of the year buzz because um, his seller play with Wemby's underwhelming start. 
it has people talking a lot. Um, Zach Lowe and um, Zach Lowe was saying how it's clear right now, and, it, and I agree. Chet has Chet has a more Chet is more talented and has more developed game than Wembenyama. Yeah, and I would agree. But he's a redshirt rookie, so that, yes, you know that's true. But I mean, what is it? Their ages are twenty and eighteen. Right, but if you're around the NBA for a year, like, you figure shit out. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it's true, it's, but still, it's, it's still... It's, it's a huge advantage. But guess what? I'm almost in the camp of Chet shouldn't be allowed in the rookie of the year. No, place. have to. I'm almost, in the, I'm almost in there. He didn't play. He, it's, it's still... It's such a big advantage. I personally think Ben Simmons might win rookie of the year this year. He could. He Blake, could. Could be Blake Griffin. Could be Blake Griffin. I think Embiid... I'm hearing uh, JaVale McGee buzz. I think Embiid got robbed... Um, his when uh, Donna Mitchell won the Rookie of the Year, or sorry, when um, when Malcolm Brogdon Rookie of the Year, yeah. But Agreed. you know, I I think he could come back strong. John Wall also got robbed by redshirt rookie Blake Griffin. So well, John Wall, he's not a rookie anymore. Blake, we still got Blake Griffin. We still Just have. Let the record except, show. If Blake Griffin were to sign with the team, he could be in the Rookie of the Year race. Yeah. Um, Miami Heat. Just a team in the NBA. I like the name, but yeah, Chet Holmgren. What was that? Whoa. Chet Holmgren very well could be looking at Rookie of the Year favorites. Um, that's my winner of the week. Shout out to Jet. Okay, my winner of the week, Anthony Davis. What? Can we talk Anthony Davis? Sure. Obviously, uh, last Tuesday, not great no. to start the season. Uh, Jokic kind of owned him, I'd say. No second half scoring. No second half scoring. He scored 17. Uh, he was just a non-factor for the majority of the game. Can I can I throw some stats out there since Please Denver? Do. Yes. So we're going to get a game two against Phoenix. 30 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, three blocks. Then we're going to pop up north to Sacramento. We're going to go 30 points, 16 rebounds, Two steals, three blocks. Then we're going to go back to L.A. for the Orlando Magic game that happened last night. Mm. 26 points, 19 rebounds, five assists, one steal, three blocks. Those are Anthony Davis' stat lines that I would love to see for the rest of the season. And I think we will. And he is the winner of the week because of those stats. Certificate of the mail. Shout out to Anthony Davis. FedExed. Winner of the week certificates to Anthony Davis and Jet Holmgren. Everyone knows all positive awards are FedEx. All losing awards, USPS. Pigeon. USPS. Pigeon. No, carrier. they get they get USPS. Carrier pigeon. Um, my loser of the week, head coach of the All In Rockets, Ime Udoka. Um, Ime, Ime Udoka has been very upset recently with the Rockets personnel's defensive. Mess ups. This is his they're, coaching style. They're, they're angry earlier in the year. They're not, grasp, they're not the year. grasping the system. These young guys, they just can't comprehend Ime's defensive system. And boy, are they hearing about it in the media. Um, Ime, in a extremely stern, I'm going to do my impression. I'm going to do my impression. Ready? It's been a lot of guys, honestly. We're not a denial team. We want to switch more than anything. We should never get back cut because we're never on top or in denial. That's Mike. not Ime Doka's voice. Yeah, no, it was just an angry voice. Oh, okay. I didn't know that's what you were going for. It was angry. I'm angry. I'm angry. All right. So, yeah, will, uh, will we see the Rockets figured out on defense? No one knows.
I have a, also have a runner-up lose of the week. Sure. Furkan Korkmaz. Go for it. Furkan Korkmaz. Furkan. Still hasn't played, huh? Mm, not about that. What about? It's about the fact that Furkan Korkmaz still very badly wants to be traded. And he was asked, very, he asked very nicely and politely, can I please be put in the James Harden deal? And are you ready for this? Both sides said no. What is he going to do? Like, him and Evan Fournier should start a podcast. I'm talking about both sides came together and collectively decided, mm, no, I'm against this idea of him being in this trade. So the Sixers wanted to retain him, and the Clippers did not want to get him back. What, like, what are they? Does Nick Nurse like see a good future for him in Philly? Who knows? Who knows? The non-playing pals, Evan Fournier and Furkan Korkmaz, breaking <laughs> down the NBA. Yeah. All right. So shout out to those guys. Uh, loser of the week for me, Dwight Howard. Oh boy. Because the big man market is so saturated that he can't find a team. Ah, yes, nothing that's else, why. nothing more, nothing less. He, he was, was not on a team, and that's why he's the loser of the week. Yeah, he was really hoping for that Grizzlies spot that was taken. And then by it got taken by Bismack Biyombo. Bismack Biyombo. There's no other reason that Dwight Howard is no, the loser. Why of the would week. he? What would he? What else would he do? He's not nothing even, else. He's just, just chilling. He's working he out. Picked up. You know, he might even be loser of the month. You know, you know why? Obviously, right? Because he won't get signed to a team. No, because you know the Warriors thing flamed out. That's the only reason. Yeah, exactly. I, that's the last time I saw him in the news. Um, was, Could be loser of the off season plus the beginning of the year, just because of that. Yeah, you know, I just in the news a lot because yeah, of yeah. the Warriors thing. You know, where yeah. he wanted to go there and he was working out with Draymond, and you know he didn't get picked up. He was insulted that the Warriors didn't sign him. Yeah, you know, just in that media, a lot of but there. I mean, a lot of assault, outlets, insulting outlets that don't even cover the NBA talking about yeah, Dwight yeah. Howard. TMZ, obviously, because E of the Warriors, the women of the voice, the women of the voice, man. What are you like Dwight do? Howard? Warriors workout. What happened there? Yeah. So, award in USPS mail. Loser of the week now. Carrier pigeon. No, everyone knows bad awards. USPS. Okay. All right. Now on to the tweet of the week. Um, my tweet of the week, I have a very solid one here. Yeah. Um, in 2020, we had Bleacher Report tweet, James Harden is committed to the Rockets and is locked in for the season, per Sean Strania. And Ro- at Rockets, please win, quote tweeted it. Imagine if he ran away and paired up with multiple superstars like half y'all favorite players do. What? That would never happen. And then he did it three times. So, Rockets, please win. It's a very real world that we can imagine where he does this. Tweet of the week from 2020. Uh, Tweet of the week. Uh, This should not be glossed over. John Hollinger tweeting out that Josh Giddy is a slob wizard. That is sideline out of bound wizard. Uh, This isn't going to stop anytime soon, I don't think. I wouldn't be surprised to see merch made very soon. I'm not gonna lie, I'd buy that. I'd buy. I'd buy that it, it, yeah, uh, it, it's gone even further. Jay Hickness <laughs> Nine on Twitter tweeted out a video of Josh Giddy coming out of the game, and and multiple fans are just like, "Good job, Slob Wizard. Good work in there, Slob Wizard. Go Slob Wizard." It's just, it's not gonna stop. No, dude. And I think Josh Giddy will keep it up more than anybody. If he's smart, he's putting merch out. He's putting coffee mugs out. Dude, can you? Nah, that's a mug I'd buy for sure. But can you imagine how cool like a shirt? It'd just be like 
Josh Giddy like throwing it from out of bounds. You can see him on the baseline. It just says like the slob wizard. I think just like no, I think it's even funnier if it's like slob wizard and regular font on the front, and people are like, "What the hell is that?" And it's just Josh Giddy on the back. No. Yeah. But agree to disagree. Because people are like, why do you have a shirt that just says Slob Wizard? It's like, what do you mean? Oh. Clearly a Josh Kitty shirt. All righty. Now time for trivia. Are you ready? Sure. We are going to play a nice game of guess that tweet. Okay. Are there, is it multiple choice or I'm just guessing out of you the, guess. the billions guess. of Twitter users? Just, just got to guess. This one comes from 2010 from an NBA player, current, who's talked about on this podcast. What y'all dressing up for, for as Halloween? Still trying to figure out my costume, period. What y'all dressing up for as Halloween? Still trying to figure out my costume. So was this guy in the league when he tweeted this? Yes. He was, he was trying to figure out his costume. I... I... By the, by the way, he tweeted this on October 29th. I want to say LeBron. No, no. He, LeBron would never tweet something like that. He's always on his Halloween costume. He was in the league in 20... That's a... And, and he was talked about on this podcast. Today? Yes, on this podcast. We Harden? Just, no. Not something... Harden might tweet about... Um, some underground little baby back then, maybe. I don't know. 2010 Harden's different than now Harden. That's no. true. You gotta keep. You cannot stop guessing. Uh, Dwight Howard. What y'all dressing up for as Halloween? Dude, saying it again is. We talked about a hundred players on this podcast. Still trying to figure out my costume. Period. Okay, just I don't. I don't know. Give it. Give it two more guesses. Who are players you talk about on this podcast? That that were in the league in 2010. Uh, we talked about this guy, like, Kevin Durant. Yes, you just looked it up. No, I didn't. I'm just, I'm just looking up. through my, my prep sheet here. He just looked it up. I didn't look up any. What would I have looked, looked it up? up? He looked it up. Who he, tweeted out who y'all dress it up for as Halloween? Yeah. All right. That is all. Thank you for tuning oh, in. Okay, that. All right. <laughs> I guess for, that's all. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Bar for the Court Podcast. Shout out to Gavigan's Furniture for sponsoring. Get that lampshade. Uh, all first, stores first eligible. Cup of coffee. And as always, and that's a Gavigan's guarantee. That'll do it. Gavigan's. Sit on it. Lay on it. Don't sleep on it. Because it's high quality. Gavigan's. Relax. It's on us. Gavigan's. So, all right. Cut it there. Gavigan's. Don't sleep on these things. All right. We did the two Gavigan's. We don't have to do Cut it. Bye. And. Yep. It's Pond for the Court Podcast. Yeah.